Welcome back to the Trav and Rigney show. What's up, buddy? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going good. How's it going with you? You know, it took a couple week break to, uh, you know, be busy like crazy for a couple weeks. Um, you know, it's been fun. Um, my son is is uh, here now and he he's peed on me twice and, and pooped on me once. So we're doing all right. So you're right where you should be. Yeah, I think so. They're a lot right of averages. Yeah. yeah, I think so. That's uh that's about what, what I expected. Well, we we took a little break so that you could be a father again. Mm-hmm. Nope, because I weird... stopped for a while. I was say that's a weird way to say that. <laughs> so you could be a double father. That's still weird. You had a baby, so we yeah. took some time. Yeah. Um, a little bit. We did not keep track of we did not make picks. So mm-hmm. as it stands for the regular season. Rigney lost by one game. In our Which makes a lot season. of sense why Trav did not remind me to make picks every week. <laughs> I figured after the first week where we both forgot, I was like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. Let me check the standings. Oh, it's fine. Look. It's okay. I'm up a game. He's good. He's too it's... busy. I'm not going to bother him with this. Yeah, it's okay. Um, so, but it was a, it was a wild one. Um, the Eagles showed you they can't win without Jalen Hurts. Um, and I'm, I'm talking when I say wild, and I mean in the time that we haven't we haven't uh, had a show. Yeah, some things happened. The, the Jets struggled with the quarterback position. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. didn't get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, the the Eagles can't win without Jalen Hurts. Apparently, um, you know, and and a guy almost died in the football field, and it and it shook the NFL world to its core. That was crazy. That was probably the craziest thing I've ever seen on a football field. And I think I was trying to think about this earlier. Like, what's the second craziest thing I've ever seen on a football field? And it might be Antonio Brown leaving. Uh, I was just going to say that was the first thing like that popped my mind. Quarter. Yeah, that Antonio might, Brown's thing. That might be the craziest thing I had seen up until Demar Hamlin. And thank God, like, he's OK. Yeah, um, that was nuts. Yeah, that was wild. Because. Because they. You, the way that all the analysts and it was wild that that was allowed to even be on TV for as long as it was, it was like another hour and a half and it was, mm-hmm. they, they were still covering it. And, um, and, and all the analysts and everybody that had talking, they were all, they, nobody said it out loud, but they were all talking as if he was dying. He was going to die. You could yeah. just, and it felt that way. Oh man. Every tweet was like, please be okay. Please be okay. And usually mm-hmm. when a guy has to have CPR performed for nine minutes, you usually don't live. That's not usually a thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm no doctor, but you know, from the doctors I heard talk about it, they said that, uh, you know, performing CPR on somebody for nine minutes is almost unheard of. And then recovering fully. Um, I believe you start to do serious brain damage after about two minutes or so. Yeah. Uh, uh, not that you needed us to tell you, but the update is, is he's doing fantastic. He was discharged yeah, from the Buffalo uh, hospital. Uh, he had a team meeting where he, um, he, he spoke to some people. I heard like, this was a movie. I heard that he was asked or he woke up and, and he obviously he wasn't able to talk because he had a breathing tube, but he was writing to communicate and he wrote who won. Mm-hmm. And like, this was a movie. The doctors responded, you did you won the game of life mm-hmm. and i'm like are we in some kind of like sports movie <laughs> like that's a, that was something out of a sports movie if that's how this that really went down this will be one at some point it'll, it'll be either be a movie or a, you know an e 
60 or whatever those are called. Yeah, it will. Yeah. The, 30 the, for 30. The, the, the silver lining here to somebody whose career is probably over, I would think his career is probably over, uh, is that he lived. And it's insane and it's amazing that he's going to probably make a full recovery mm -hmm. uh, considering that most people thought that we witnessed a man die on live television. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was rough. That game was canceled. It was not, it was not, it did not resume. Um, I believe the Chiefs were up. Is that a thing? Or was the Bills who were up? Uh, or Chiefs, it was Bills, Bengals. Yeah, it was yeah. Bills, Bengals. Bengals uh, were up. Um, I believe it was seven to three. And it looked yeah. like they were about to score again because they were kind of driving. Yeah. Yeah, this didn't this didn't go as a tie. Wasn't it, it was postponed at the time, but later canceled. Uh, there was a lot of people had a lot of things to say about this because it essentially handed Kansas City the one seed. But mm -hmm. if Cincinnati makes it, they're going to flip a coin. I, it, there's a whole really outlandish scenario. Yeah, it's very convoluted. Um, I think I think they could have just they could have just postponed. In my opinion, right? They could have had this game go on before the wild card games. Um, just moved everything back a week. Uh, you're still not you're not moving the Super Bowl back a week because you have that little space between um, for the Pro Bowl. So I think you could have just had the Pro Bowl like the Skills Challenge after the Super Bowl or whatever. Um, and I think that would have been fine. That that's one way to do it. I mean, there was a a ton of ways that were proposed, uh, including adding an eighth seed uh, for the for the AFC which would have been unheard of and then yeah. not giving anybody in the AFC the, the number one seed, which I suppose would have been fair, but it also just kind of would have been crazy that another team would have been added. I've, I felt like there was a scenario where they could have, they could have pushed things back and it only would have really needed to be pushed back like five days because you could have had, you could have had them play out the regular season and then had them play like today, like Thursday. Yeah. Like they could have played today and then played again next Thursday. And it's everything sort of pushed back five days ish. Um, mm -hmm. Instead they're there. What you have is game scenarios where if, if Cincinnati makes it to, to the AFC championship with the chiefs, then they're going to flip a coin. Um, what, what happened with the Bengals Ravens game this weekend? It, essentially they gave the Bengals like the division. Um, it yeah. seemed like that they had essentially won the division. Um, but the Bengals, I mean, it would have seemed that way. But I think if the Bengals lost to the Ravens and the Chargers won, um, then the Ravens would have won the division. So the I know the Bengals had put up like a kind of like a stink about that, saying like, you know, this isn't really like fair for us either. Um, yeah. But they, they didn't do anything about it. They just kind of kept it how it was. And the Bengals kind of shellacked the Ravens. So they didn't really have to worry about it. Yeah, I thought there was a scenario about. I think it was only if the Ravens had won a scenario like they, they, they play at a neutral field or something like that. I think the neutral field scenario is if it's Bengals, um, Chief, or, yeah, Chiefs, Chiefs, I think, and or no, Bill. I'm sorry, if it's Bills, Chiefs, it's it's going to be a neutral field, and if it's Bengals, Chiefs, I believe the Chiefs get the home field. Okay, I believe. I don't know. It's kind like I said, it's convoluted. Uh, yeah. We'll have to see how it goes. Uh, we'll find out a lot more during the divisional round because then they'll give scenarios on what if you know these two teams win or whatever. Uh, but they've already confirmed that if if it is Bills Chiefs, because uh, that is the neutral that is the neutral site scenario, Bills Chiefs. And if it is Bills Chiefs, then they've already agreed that at Atlanta will be the home for that. 
Uh, because who turned it down? Indianapolis. Somebody yeah. said no. Yep, Indy turned it down. Which seems weird. Why they the would do city that. did? Yeah, I don't know if it's just because they don't want all that, all that going on. Like when it's not necessary, I'm not really sure. It yeah. seems like they'd make more money though. So I don't really. That's what it. I'm thinking. Like you, you getting all that that tourism. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's essentially you're hosting a Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Like a like a Bills Chiefs game is as marketable as the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, uh, there was a lot that went down, but we are we are firmly into the wild card round matchups are set spreads are not as set and <laughs> we, the first the, I, I have been living every day i have just assumed that the the my nightmare scenario is what's going to take place this weekend and i i'm just not ready for it Come on, buddy. Let's let's bring some positivity back into this thing, okay? The the Eagles have the number one seed. They get a bye. Yeah, they thank all God right. for that, right? Because when we last talked, all Philly needed to do was win one more game, and then three games later they got it done, <laughs> and then they didn't do that <laughs> until the very last game. It's just terrible. <laughs> like almost losing to the Cowboys on Christmas, or did they did lose to the Cowboys on Christmas Eve? Um, they had to make I'm, it close. I wasn't that mad. I, I was never expecting them to win. And then, you know, the, they almost won. That's the part that really made me mad. Is like, don't don't make me feel like we have a chance. Oh, God, I hate Dallas. And then, you know, <laughs> then we didn't beat the Saints. That was a disaster. Uh, anyway, well, we'll get into the Jets-Eagles stuff. Yeah, so how do you how do you want to do this? You want to um, you want to go through wild, Super Wild Card Weekend first and kind of just, uh, you know, call those games and then we'll get into and then we'll like uh show our bracket not no, show we, it but like we'll talk about our bracket we could just we could quickly do pick our winners for the wild card weekend towards yeah. the end because we we have some awards and stuff we want to give out here for the regular season so we, true we could, we could wrap up regular season stuff and then we'll move into the playoffs that makes sense that makes sense let's do that um so for you we'll, mm-hmm. we'll start with well i'll go from I don't want to call it the lesser award, the the less popular award. Uh, we'll start with defensive rookie of the year. Who do you got? I know who your pick is, but yeah, my pick is the same pick that I had down at the beginning of the season, and it's Sauce Gardner. I I honestly think he'll get it. Um, there are two people that I think could uh, take it from him: uh, Tariq Woolen from the Seahawks, and I think Aiden Hutchinson has been playing out of his mind as of late. So uh, I think maybe a late a late season like end of the season surge for him uh, with some recency bias could get could get him the award. Uh, Sauce Gardner has something like seven rookie of the week belts or something stupid. He has like four or something like that. It's crazy. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm picking Sauce Gardner here. I think he gets it done. Uh, I think this is a no brainer for Sauce, uh, and I also think it's only really a two dog race here. I think it's him and and Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah. Um. I think that he's been locked down. Um, the, he, the guy looks like he's been playing for 10 years. I don't, I don't even really think it, it's close. I think this is, this is going to be the least like surprising award when it actually gets handed out. Is this one? I think like, you're going <laughs> to be like, not what? when it's Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> no, I don't think it will be. He was good this year, but uh, not like this. The, the jets had like, the the Jets had the the PFF number one ranked defense this year, and he was a huge part of that. So, well, he was he ranked first in uh, interceptions and uh, PBUs, 
not both of them, but both of them combined, the number combined, he ranked number one. He ranked number one in um, completion percentage allowed. He ranked number one in quarterback. This is this isn't rookies. This is league wide yeah. cornerbacks. He ranked number one in uh, quarterback rating allowed, and he also ranked um, number one in uh, something else. I can't remember what it was. Yards allowed per game or something like that. You, you know you're you're going to be an, an absolute stud when, as a rookie, quarterbacks avoid throwing your direction. Yeah. Right? This is like Darrell Revis all over again. But I feel like Revis wasn't even this good his rookie year. No, Revis wasn't very good his rookie year, actually. It took him a couple years to, to kind of... It, it took him until 2009, and he was a rookie in 06, I believe, is when he was drafted. Um, oh nine is when he really started to, um, you know, hit like hit the like hit nationwide like uh, notoriety. Yeah. So I, this the Jets got they got a good one, um, one of the best picks in the entire draft. He uh, it just uh, a stud for for years to come. I expect the Jets defense to be pretty good for years to come, which like which mu- which must make. The offensive woes, which is really just the quarterback situation, the only thing like it's got to be a pretty exciting future outlook. If if you know you're worried about one side of the ball, and even just on that one side of the ball, it's very position specific. Um, even though that's the most important position probably in all of football, with that kind of defense, teams have shown you before that they can do a ton of damage in playoffs with a super good defense. Look at Trent. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. Uh, I'm not saying that the Jets are going are gonna to get some sort of Trent Dilfer. I just mean Trent Dilfer showed you championships can be won when the defense is elite, and the Jets had an elite defense this year. Yeah, it was very good. Um, even off- to the even to the point where like we allowed 13 points in a game, and we're like the defense looked real bad today. You know what <laughs> I mean, uh, I saw a stat actually. Um, real quick, uh, no, never mind. We'll get into this after, but I do want to say since just since we're on the defense thing, uh, if the Jets had scored 22 points in every single game this year 22 points or more we would have won 11 games dang that's the league average by the way that's not even that much so just oh, had 22 had points is league average that seems high yeah league average was 22 points this year and if we just were a league average offense we would have won, won 11 games um that's pretty wild yep i i did quickly glance at the at pff's top defensive uh list that's how i knew the jets were the number one and you know where Phillies was? Uh, three. Number three. Did you see this list? I didn't see it. I just guessed. Uh, so I assume go. that I assume that uh, Niners would be second. Yep. Nice. And then number four was somebody surprising, and now I'm blanking. Hmm. We'll move on. Those are the top three, though: Jets, uh, San Fran, Philly. Nice. Uh, your offensive rookie of the year. This one I could see going to a couple guys. Um, I will say. I have a little bit of bias here. Um, although at the beginning of the year, I thought it was Brees Hall. I honestly think if he played the entire season, he probably would have gotten it. Um, yeah, he been. still led the, the the Jets in rushing, and he hasn't played since week seven. Uh, yeah, so nuts. yeah, so that's a little wild. Uh, he he had also had I think uh, three rookie belts, and he had only played in seven weeks. Yeah, so he was real good. Yeah, he was killing it. Um, I do think Garrett Wilson has a has a legit shot to win it. But part of me thinks, oh, man, it's either going to be the late season surge with Brock Purdy 
because that kid's been killing it. Yeah. Um, or Kenneth Walker, who's been really, really solid. So I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the Jets guy. I'm gonna go Garrett Wilson here. Okay, think, that'll I be think nuts. We do it. I think we do it for they, for they the first time the since words? yeah, for the first time since uh, I believe 2017, a team won both offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. The New Orleans Saints did it in 2017 yeah. with Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, Alvin Kamara came out of nowhere too. Um, for me, this award is going to be Damian Pierce. Uh, Ooh, okay, I could he, I could see it. He was he. It took him a while to come on, then he came out real strong. He did trail off at the end, but the Texans are terrible. Um, he had an exceptionally good rookie year. Uh, I, I'm going off of like just games games started and you know and like played the most because like Kenneth Walker didn't play the entire year, so I expect. Just Damian Pierce. This to be a Damian Pierce award simply because of the longevity. He played basically every game this season. Yeah, and he was very good for most of it. I just at some point the Texans gave up, so it was tough to like really see how good Damian Pierce was. Isn't it funny how it works though? If you start off the season injured, it doesn't negatively impact you for uh, end of the year awards nearly as much as if you get hurt midway through. Yeah, like like Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker could have played the same amount of games. Yep. They didn't. Kenneth Walker played more. But if they played the same, say they both played 10, right? Kenneth Walker didn't start till week seven or didn't start till week uh, seven or eight. And Brees Hall started after uh, week 10 or um, sorry, he ended um, on week 10. Like just for whatever reason, even though Brees Hall looked just as good or better than Kenneth Walker, he's not he's not going to win that award because he got hurt and then couldn't finish the year even though it's the opposite yeah. for Kenneth Walker. It's real weird. Yeah, it's true. I get, I get that. Um, there's a little, there's, I think this is going to probably be Wilson has a legit shot too, but this will probably be a running back this year for this award. I would think unless, unless they give it to Purdy. Cause he, I mean, he just hasn't played enough games for me though. Does Pickett get a shot? Potentially, but he was real bad for a couple of games there. Like really bad. I, yeah. I know that he they won games when he was asked to do less and just sort of manage, but there was that one game where he he had like seven interceptions over a two game span. It was like really bad. Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to find out. Yeah. So the the next word we have is defensive player of the year. Yeah, this one I thought was a little tougher, um, but I think it he again he kind of came on at the end of the year. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa gets it. He's the sack leader. Um, there wasn't anything crazy in the interception department uh, as far as like defensive backs go and stuff like that. So I don't know. Sack leader, I feel like usually gets it. going to give it to Nick Bosa. Yeah. Um, I I think he probably is the one that, that deserves it. Um, I, I want to do something biased, though, man. I really do. <laughs> and I know you know Gardner. what I'm talking about. No, well, Gardner Johnson was very good, but it's Reddick. He was only um, a, he's a sack and a half behind him. Yeah, he had an absolute ridiculous year. This is his third year in a row with ten plus sacks on three different teams. Yeah. Uh, this is wild. the first time in history a team has had four players with ten plus sacks. Um, 
So the, the Eagles defensive line was absolutely stupid this year. Um, if Gardner, I think if Gardner Johnson hadn't gotten hurt uh, in the Packers game, we, we, he may be in this conversation because he was absolutely killing it with picks, but this will probably be a Bosa award. I just, I just wanted to throw Reddick's name in the ring for this. He won't win it. He didn't even make the all pro team. That's how I know he won't win it. Well, he um, didn't make the, he didn't make the players all pro team. The real one hasn't come out yet. That's oh, is it only player. the players one? I that, thought that was the actual the, one. No, nah, that's the player voted one that came out. Uh, cause uh, Jets fans were going crazy because Quinn and Williams didn't make it and sauce Gardner didn't make it. And, uh, like DJ Reed had like commented on it and said, how does sauce not make it? He's literally number one in like four different categories. And then sauce like replied to that and said, this is just the players, dude. They're not going to put a rookie up there. Well, that's true. He, I mean, he deserves it though. He definitely deserves it. I saw that's, I did see that one and Slay was on there and I'm like, he was good earlier, but he started to get burned later in the year. I was going to say, I don't even know if he was the best Eagles cornerback, right? He Bradbury was very good um, for the first half of the season as well, but he started to get burned more than Slay did. Gotcha. Uh, really Gardner Johnson was our best defensive back until he got hurt in the Packers game. Right. Uh, offensive player of the year. Um, offensive player of the year. I think this one should be pretty easy. Uh, although I do think Josh Jacobs deserves some votes. I think, I think the Supreme vote getter here is going to be Justin Jefferson. I don't know how you give it to anybody else really. Yeah. Jefferson. This is an easy Jefferson for me. I, I, Jacobs does deserve some of the shout out here, but it's Jefferson. Yeah. Eckler too. Maybe an honorable mention for Eckler. Yeah. It depends on how, what criteria you want to these guys, right? Because if it's just like stats, there's a few names you can throw out there. But like, mm-hmm. as far as like dominance is concerned, though, I feel like this is Jefferson by a mile. And and let the catch against the Bills be the evidence, really. Like, yeah, the stupidest catch I think I've ever seen. Like Odell's was like sticky gloves, stupid. Mm. But Justin Jefferson's was hand strength, stupid. Like I don't. It was also like situationally was way more impressive. Yeah, um, fourth and it was eighteen, like, whatever it yeah, was. Needed it to win the game, kind of deal. Like, um, you know, Odell's was amazing, but it yeah, wasn't. And, it was a... and his was a touchdown, and it was also passing. But and it was against the Cowboys, which gets extra credit for me. But <laughs> I just, it's just the more I watch it, that. Odell's is aesthetically more pleasing, I think. But the more I watch Justin Jefferson, that catch is, it just is more talented for me. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, oh, it was a stupid, that's not why you should win an award. I'm just saying that's, that's a <laughs> testament to how good he actually is that he was yeah. trusted to do that. Like Kirk Cousins just tossed that up. I was like, this, he'll get it. J Jeff will get it. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah, for sure. Um, And then the MVP, man, our last, award here uh mvp is um i believe it probably should be jalen hurts um but i would not be surprised if it's pat mahomes and that's all i'm gonna say uh music to my ears mm-hmm. um uh i'm with you i would love for it to be hurts it's not going to be hurts he didn't play the last two games last three games he, he played the last giants game but not really if you if you watch that eagles giants game that was the most vanilla version of their offense the Eagles could have run. That it, it well, they didn't re- need to run any. They didn't need to run anything more than vanilla against. I mean, the no, Giants I had know. like their threes, right? Yeah, it was. It was not. I mean, you could. It was so bad that we kicked like six field goals. But what I'm saying is, 
they put Hertz in that game, and I almost don't know why because you didn't do. It's not like you did anything special. You didn't run our actual offense. This was a matter of don't get don't get hurt. You could tell that's what this was. Yeah. Because like instead of scrambling a lot, he just like pulled a Tom Brady whenever anybody got close to the backfield. He just just took a spill. Yep. Which is smart. Is exactly what he should have done. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I they needed the game to clinch the division and the one, which is why he played right because i don't think they don't want to like march Minshew out there for, for what it's worth Minshew's a very very capable backup he's a yeah. good quarterback uh he should probably start on a couple teams now um that being said obviously the eagles are going to want to go out there and get their number one seed so i totally understand why they played but this was a preseason game yeah absolutely um just to kind of get them get him out there again he missed the last two games due to injury they don't want a rusty jalen hurts to start uh you know divisional weekend against probably the cowboys <laughs> um that that's really what this was this was a matter of not wanting jalen hurts to not have five weeks off yeah uh and that's and that's fine i would much prefer a healthy jalen hurts over the number one seed so uh, i I, I only gripe because I think had Hertz not been injured and played those last two games, this conversation of whether or not this MVP goes Mahomes or Hertz is a lot more difficult of a conversation. The award yeah. is going to be Pat Mahomes award. Um, I wrote Hertz here, but in parentheses, I put Mahomes because that's actually who's going to win it. Uh, but my heart just wants Hertz to win. Um, yeah, that's, that is that. the end of, of our awards, man. So, all right, cool. Um, I don't know what I don't know what I did here. I, I wrote our our records out for the regular season. Yep. Um, you finished a hundred and forty six and ninety two and two. Um, I finished a hundred and forty seven ninety one and two, which is uh, one game better. One game. Yeah. Um. Uh, and not that our locks matter, but the six and five and ten and one were our lock records, and we're changing okay. that for this next season where we have to pick an underdog. If the okay. lock an underdog, I like it. Spicy. Uh, but as we transition into the playoffs, we know who is in and we know what the matchups are. But I have a few questions for you first. Yeah, I'd like a, I'd like a to hear them. Um, who deserved to be in the playoffs but isn't in the playoffs? Hmm. Who deserves to be in the playoffs but isn't? Oh man. Uh, I'm gonna. I go had one that came to mind immediately. I'm gonna go uh, with my boys from Detroit. Uh, man, yeah, that offense has been fire pretty much all year, and the fact that uh, they started getting some some defense going on at the end of the year, I was I was kind of pulling for them uh, to get in there. Uh, unfortunately, the the Rams couldn't do what they needed to do against the Seahawks, so Seahawks got in over them. Which is, uh, you know, unfortunate, but they still did their they still did their job against Green Bay and knocked Aaron yeah. Rodgers out of the playoffs. It's impressive that even with nothing really to play for, other than knocking a rival out of the playoffs, they played that hard and won that game. The Lions, yeah. like Dan Campbell, was interviewed, uh, you know, at the first quarter break, and they're like, you know, Dan, you can't you can't win this game, or you can't, uh, you know, get into the playoffs even if you win this game. Uh, what's your motivation out here tonight? He's like, make sure they don't get in either. We can't go. We don't want them to go. That's simple. Yeah. yeah, he Dan Campbell is quickly becoming one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. 
Yeah, he's I. I like uh, him. But in the in reverse though, here, who uh doesn't deserve to be in the playoffs but is? This one might seem I have two answers for this one. Uh the obvious answer is is the Bucks. Uh they're eight and they're eight and nine, right? They won their crap division. Uh they should now, however, Tom Brady's undefeated against the the Cowboys, so you don't know what happens here. But they should get destroyed by the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys haven't looked fantastic the past two weeks or so, so I don't know what's going to happen. But they're my easy answer. Okay. Um. Then my other answer you might think would be like the Dolphins or somebody like that. And it's to me, it's the Ravens. Uh, the Ravens don't shania twain at all they don't impress me much at (laughs) all and i think that i don't think their defense is crazy uh their offense is honestly like non-existent without lamar and he's not going to be playing in this game he hasn't played for the last month or so and man it's really showed i don't know how they've been getting wins i mean i think that they've been playing some pretty bad teams which has helped but this is going to be an easy out i think um for the bengals yeah, uh, I like both of those answers. The the one that came to my mind initially for teams that are in but don't deserve it, Bucks were the first one that came to mind. Yeah, but but the other one for me, and this is going to seem maybe out of left field a bit, but the Vikings. This is the first team to win as many games as they've won and have a negative point differential. Yeah, I could see that. It's it's all the close games they've had, right? They're like eleven and zero in close games, and then they're like, what is it? Um, whatever the record. Four is. four <laughs> games where they were blown out. Yeah, uh, it's that's really what can bad. happen to them. That's I'm telling you, you know, it's it. it I don't think it's going to happen to them in this game. I think this is going to be another one of them close games, which kind of, you know, leads me to believe the Vikings would win it because I don't think the Giants have the offensive capability to blow out the Vikings. Uh, they do have a decent defense, though. So if Kirk Cousins can't get on a roll, then um, I'd be nervous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I'm very nervous about the Vikings. I want them to win so badly this weekend. I just don't, I don't trust them as far as I could throw any one of their players. Um, Who's the smallest? Who could you throw? Probably the, the kicker, honestly, but some kickers are big, dude. Yeah, but he, there's his tiny, I think uh, the punter is massive. I'm pretty sure though. Most punters are big. Did you know most punters are huge? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A lot of kickers aren't that, aren't that, Aren't that little guy? Yeah. You know? Well, the Eagles kicker is like five seven, hundred and forty pounds, soaking wet. Oh well, he sucks. He's tiny. He's one of the best kickers, dude. <laughs> um. All right. So with with all that being said, I think it's you... hilarious that I just typed in uh, Vikings kicker because I couldn't remember uh, Greg Joseph's last name. Yeah. And the first thing that came up, the first thing that came up was uh, Blair Walsh, and I was like, oh god, they're still <laughs> hating on that dude, huh? <laughs> Blair Walsh, that guy's not even in the NFL anymore, is he? They still hate him. Yeah. Were you here when we were this is a little tangenty, but you were here, right? When the Patriots were playing the Bills last year yeah. in the playoffs. And uh and I went upstairs and um because like Steph was here with Kay. Yeah. And she had said some she had said, like, oh, who was it that scored that last touchdown? And I forget who actually scored the touchdown, but I said the name and she's like, Oh, so Google was wrong. I'm like what do you mean Google was wrong? She's like, I just typed into Google who scored for the Patriots, and then Antonio Brown came up. And I was like, what? <laughs> he literally has one career touchdown in a Patriots uniform, and that was like four years ago. 
what are you talking about? Who scored for the Patriots? What a what a vague thing to type into Google. <laughs> Who scored? Like Google just knows exactly what you mean. Like, oh, there's a game on right now. Yeah, I thought oh, that, that was hilarious. Anyway. That is hilarious. I forgot about that. Well, with so with this season wrapping up, or it is wrapped up. Now we're into the postseason. What are your final thoughts on the Jets and or the Eagles? Um, well, obviously I'll take care of the, uh, I'll take care of the Jets here, right? So the Jets, um, obviously a very disappointing end to what was a super promising start. Uh, Greg Joseph, by the way, six foot tall, 206 pounds. Looks kind of jacked anyway. Um, so obviously a super disappointing end. Uh, what do we lose seven straight or something like that? Uh, I think we were seven and three at one point, seven and four at one point. We lost six or seven straight at the end. Uh, very disappointing. Uh, we just fired uh, Mike LaFleur. It's going to say like mutually um, agreed. Booth to part McFloor? Ways. Yeah, Booth McFloor is out, buddy. Uh, it's a little surprising, honestly. Him and Salah are best friends, like legitimately best friends. Uh, they were best men at each other's weddings. Um, they roomed together in college, everything. They're they're like legitimately best friends. I wonder how that conversation went. It probably went like, Hey buddy, the owner's telling me to fire you. Uh, but we're going to make it seem like you had other opportunities. Uh, people are calling about you, about your services. So we're just going to say that, uh, we're going to let you pursue those opportunities. I'm trying to figure out if you just got the memo on what they said. That's literally what was released. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just the reason I asked is because like if they were that close, that conversation must have been so awkward. Pretty awkward. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine like, I mean, I've never had to like fire a family member, but I could imagine like it would be pretty bad. Yeah. Like firing your grandma or something. Being like, grandma, you just don't cut the mustard. You know? <laughs> just, you're just not doing it. <laughs> the owner wants me to to let you go, but we're going to make it seem like it was mutual. <laughs> yeah exactly uh, um you know defense still played really well uh in the end and honestly we were healthy all year so that was great to see uh we were not healthy at all on offense that was unfortunate we've had we had so many different combinations of offensive linemen in there i assume that that's the position we're gonna attack at the draft uh quarterback is going to be a pressing need all offseason we're going to talk about the aaron Rodgers, the the Derek carr jimmy g Gardner Minshew, all these guys, uh, possibilities to come in and be the starter for the Jets. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun, uh, productive offseason per usual for the Jets. Um, what about you for the Eagles, buddy? Uh, well, so before we go to the Eagles, though, I wanted to, I wanted to play a little game with you about the Jets. Okay. Oh, good games. Let's do it. Um, I. I'm going to say a name of a quarterback. Yes. And assume that this quarterback starts 17 games for the Jets next year. And all I want you to say back to me is playoffs or no playoffs. Okay. okay. Are mm-hmm. you ready? Yes. I'm going to name quarterbacks that that um, may be on teams right now that don't seem like they're going anywhere just for shits and gigs. Okay. Okay. Um, just let me finish writing them down before i forget the ones i wanted to ask uh, i'm gonna start with Derek carr um playoffs Ooh, okay do you want that this isn't part of the game do you want would you be okay with that one Carr? he seems like the most likely to be gone and and 
pursued by other teams. He's already sent out his uh, goodbye letter via Make- Baker Mayfield style. Uh, he he sent he sent out a uh, goodbye Raider Nation uh, letter today. Oh dang! So so I mean, it seems like it's going to be a thing. But um, you know, under the right um, under the right offensive coordinator, I think he could definitely shine. Um, he's kind of mid if we're being honest with ourselves uh <laughs> but also if we're being honest with ourselves we don't need we don't need patrick mahomes uh to get to the playoffs we we would probably need him to win the super bowl but that's not the question being asked right uh so if we're getting to the playoffs uh we were you know we had a terrible end of the season collapse and i think if we had a healthy mike white we make it possible and if we had anybody other than zach wilson for six games or seven games however many games he played we make it possible so yeah, Derek Carr is a yes for me. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. Uh playoffs. Uh this seemed like an easy one. I think he's gonna retire, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't know if he I don't know if he's even a real option, but if he's no, on the Jets in twenty twenty three, I think that's a playoff team. Half of these guys I'm gonna say here, there's a couple more I got. Half mm-hmm. of them I, I'm gonna say are are probably not options. Most likely not options. Yeah, that's fine. Um Mike White. Uh, probably not. 17 games. If it's a healthy 17 games, we're going to be close, but I don't feel comfortable, um, on like with the same, uh, vindication, I guess, as Derek Carr and Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Um, Tua. Uh, Tua would be a, wait, brain dead Tua or good Tua? I'm sorry. That was a terrible. Uh, no, he, uh, no. Honestly, playoffs. I think Tua showed a lot of strides this year, and I think um, our receiver core, I think, is good enough for him to do similar things. Yeah. Daniel Jones. Oh, man. This is, this one probably hurts me the most, but probably playoffs. Oh, it hurts me, too. Um, Dak Prescott. Uh, just sidebar on Daniel Jones. He dragged the worst wide receiving core in the league to the playoffs. He really did. And I don't, I don't want to give him that much credit because I really don't think he did it on his own. I think it's just a whole like team thing, coaching thing, Saquon yeah. Barkley thing. But I mean, he's the guy throwing the ball, and he's not throwing for zero yards every game. So I don't know no. who he's throwing to, but he's making someone catch him. They did a really good job with clock management. They stayed in close games. Daniel Jones only threw like sixteen touchdowns, so it's not like he wowed anybody. But he oh. managed the game. <laughs> Can I get sixteen touchdowns? <laughs> he managed the Are, game. Our leading really touchdown thrower, Mr. Sir Zach Wilson with six. Oh, yeah. Mr. Sir Zach Wilson. Uh, Mike White, I believe, had five. And Joey Joey Flax had, I think, three or four. Um, we, didn't, we didn't get 16 total from the team. Didn't get it. Uh, this is the third year in a row that a Jets quarterback has not eclipsed double-digit touchdowns. Uh, Zach Wilson was the most with nine last year and Sam Darnold two years earlier than that had nine uh, as the, the team lead. I was going to say it can only go up from here, but that's the third can, year in a row. Can I can I can I offer you more disgusting Jets stats? Yeah, go uh, for it. the Jets have not had a passing had have not had a quarterback throw for 20 touchdowns. 20. That's a pretty low bar. Yeah, that's pretty since bad. 2015. Jeez, dude. That's my daughter's entire lifespan. <laughs> it's got to go up, right? Whoever they get here is going is going to blow that out of the water. Oh, season. God, you'd think, right? All right, keep going with the quarterbacks. 
Dak Prescott. Oh, playoffs. Easy. Tom Brady. Uh, playoffs. Would that one hurt your soul? That's what Kay said, because I was telling her all like the quarterbacks that have been rumored to go to the Jets, and she's like, you'd really like that? I said, I didn't say I'd like it. I said it was a possibility. <laughs> um, Tom, or I did Tom Brady. Kirk Cousins. Uh, playoffs. Kirk Cousins is uh, deceivingly very good. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, and then finally, and one I'm actually really polling for, this is the most unlikely, but it's a it's potential since he may be out of there. Uh, I'd love to see him go to the Jets. Lamar Jackson. This is the one that the Jets fans are just please, 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 Woody. If you've done anything in your life, please get please get Lamar Jackson in green. Uh, it looks like it's going to be difficult for the Ravens to pay him. Yeah, they just they just yeah. paid um, uh, Roquan Smith a ton of money. Uh, made him the highest paid linebacker in the league by a, a, a good amount of uh, what do you call it millions. And so to get Lamar Jackson would be amazing. You'd have to give up a haul for him. Um, a lot of Ravens fans are like, you know, sauce is going to be in that deal. Right. And I'm like, Joe Douglas is pulling the strings. There's no way sauce is going to be in that no. deal. No. no, 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 not even a, not even an option. Uh, he seems pretty far fetched. Although of all the likely guys, he is likely because, you know, it, nobody knows if he's leaving or not, but he I think he's out of there. He does seem unlikely to, you know, be traded. I think. Here's the thing, man. I, I know that he's got he's having a knee issue, but I think it's being milked because he hasn't been paid, and this was an eye opener. Like, I played this season as almost like a gift, and then I did yep. get hurt, and you still weren't willing to pay me. So now I'm not playing. I'm not playing in the playoffs. You're I, you're just not getting Lamar Jackson until either I get paid or you trade me. Did you see the uh, Did you see the tweet that he put out today? I did not. So it's funny because it was almost like it was almost like a hey, you know, I'm like here's here's an update on my injury, but it's it's kind of funny how he ends it. Uh thank you everyone for your support and concerns regarding my injuries. I want to give you all an update as I am in the recovery process. I've suffered a PCL grade two sprain on the borderline of a strain three. Uh there is still inflammation surrounding my knee and my knee remains unstable. I'm still in good spirits as I continue with treatments on the road to recovery. I wish I could be out there with my guys more than anything, but I can't give a 100% of myself to my guys and my fans. I'm still hopeful we have a chance, which I thought was pretty funny to say. I'm still hopeful we have a chance cuz it kind of just like a little bit of a dig to the rest yeah, of the quarterbacks. Like we're not winning on the roster. Uh, I don't disagree. I don't think they have a chance at all without him. No, I don't either. And that one would be a lot of fun if Lamar. And I think that's. I think that's a playoffs too. Um, yeah. Really. So what did I answer? Everybody playoffs minus Mike White, the only quarterback on the chance. Um. Yeah, you did. didn't. You didn't say non playoffs to anybody except for Mike White, and that was which, more conditional. Which just goes to show how much faith I have in the rest of the team, and how much uh, you know blame I put in the quarterback play of. You know, just this whole decline was because we have no quarterback play. Yeah, the pieces are all there, man. The pieces were all there. That's why yeah. they were seven and three at one point. Yeah. Um, Disappointing. For me, the Eagle season is not over. Um, I'm a bit disappointed how we sort of limped into the playoffs. Uh, I'm I'm very happy, though, with the the improvements that were made by Hertz and the offense as a whole. And I know that AJ Brown had a lot to do with that. Mm -hmm. But my thing is when I look at 
obviously coming from a bias place, when I look at how people, analysts and otherwise are viewing the Eagles and their coaches and players who may or may not get any awards, I'm seeing a lot of Hurts as a product of the system, so he's not going to win any MVP awards. And Sirianni is not in the line for any head coaching of the year because the Eagles have a good offense. I'm thinking to myself, like, one of those things can't be true, right? (laughs) Right. Either Sirianni... That's what I mean. Sirianni can't put together a good offense and then not be awarded for it. And also Jalen Hurts be a product of the system that isn't credited to Sirianni. Like one of those things has to be true kind of thing. I mean, like can't it can't go both ways here. So either Sirianni just put together an unbelievable team and A.J. Brown obviously helps with that. But this team is largely the exact same as it was last year. Sans A.J. Brown. So if what you're saying is AJ Brown was the difference between an MVP caliber season for their quarterback and and a, a good a decent season for an Eagles quarterback, then it sounds like AJ Brown is the MVP to me. So like <laughs> pick pick something here because you're not you can't you can't just say that the team that was the last to lose this season and and won as many games as they did has all their players are just mid and they just happen to stumble ass backwards into some wins. Like that's not how it works. Somebody was phenomenal. And and I, that's more my rant about why I would I would love to see Hertz win an MVP, which is less likely than Sirianni winning Head Coach of the Year. I don't think it's less likely. Well, he's I think, he's just, I think it's more likely. I think I think if I had to put money on which would happen, like I had to bet on whatever one would happen, I would definitely feel more comfortable betting on Hertz winning MVP than Sirianni winning Head Coach of the Year. And I think it's more just a product of uh coaches around the league with phenomenal team turnarounds yeah the eagles were in the playoffs last year so yeah, they uh, i don't think Sirianni's going to get a ton of coach of the year nods when they were already good last year whereas like you know dable with the giants turned that team into a playoff team and was competing with everybody and then you have uh peterson with the jags and that you know resurgence um so no those are good points yeah um, a lot of times coach of the year goes to the team uh, that completely overperforms. Yeah. I otherwise I, Bill I, Belichick would have won it for like 10 years straight yeah. in, the, in the 2000s. And we, and we know that about this award that it's, it's, it does, it doesn't always go to the best coach. It, it goes to the best turnaround. And I suppose you can't really say the Eagles had a great turnaround since they were already in the playoffs last year, but, but nine wins to, to 14 wins is, pretty good for 13 pretty good minutes. man and um, the, the dominance as well yeah uh with that being said though the i i if you had asked me this last year and i'm and, and we we did talk about it a little bit um but at, like at the draft mm-hmm. i would never have thought that aj brown would have made this much of a difference i you were like what you asked me so at does, all. how does this impact his like his fantasy value? I'm like his fantasy value probably stays the same ish, but Hertz obviously go, goes up. I wouldn't have thought that meant like Hertz was going to straight up be an MVP candidate and the Eagles were going to be undefeated through ten weeks of the season. I never would have thought that in a million. No, years. no, and and I had even said you know him going from the team that runs the second most in the league to going to the team like going to the team that runs the most in the league is only yeah. going to hurt his fantasy value. Yeah. And he's going to a team that has more offensive weapons. So uh, his target share is now going to dwindle. Uh, I thought his fantasy, I thought it was going to be a bad pick. Um, 
for fantasy. I wanted to stay as far away from AJ Brown as possible. And that meant nothing about like how the Eagles were going to perform as a team or how Jalen Hurts was going to perform. It was all about AJ Brown with a target share and all, all about uh, AJ Brown as far as like opportunity. Yeah. And, and instead of hurting weapons around the Eagles for the first time since Macklin and Jackson have had to have two 1000 yard receivers in the same year, uh, which is unheard of really for the need for an Eagles offense. Not, not because they don't have good quarterbacks, but because largely the Eagles quarterbacks don't really ever throw for a ton of yards. It's just not a thing they do. Right. Chuckling McNabb, Vic, Hurts, uh, Wentz, Kevin through Cobb. <laughs> Wentz through for 4,000 <laughs> once or twice. Um, I think I think Wentz is still the only 4,000-yard passer the Eagles have ever had. Um, the only it, one? He did it twice. Um. Yeah, the Jets still haven't had one since Joe Namath did it, and he was the first to do it in a 14-game season in 1970 or something stupid like that. It seems like in in the league we in the in the world we are in now, where there's one more game, and also it's such a passing league that it would be much easier. But when when you have guys like Hertz who are throwing 3,600 yards, but also rushing for 814 touchdowns, and these guys are a lot more dynamic now, so. I will. I'll never complain about it because he had such a good season on the ground, and it was part of what made our offense so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I just thought that that was funny that in what was once again an Eagles team that has a uh, a quarterback who's an MVP candidate, um, he didn't throw for four thousand yards. Like uh, I, Wentz didn't throw for four thousand yards a year. He was an MVP candidate. Yeah, and, and Mahomes <laughs> and Mahomes what threw for like fifty three hundred or something. Yeah, he's like got that. like a, a stupid amount of passing yards. Yeah. Uh, but that's it, man. I know the Eagles have a, the Eagles have to buy this week, so they're they're not playing, which is was was the goal, right? That's the goal. And you want to not be playing the wild card weekend because yep, you did. have a buy. They did it. Yep. Um. Uh. So I'm. I'm very excited. I'm very, very nervous because as, as good as we were all year, we are we really are limping into the playoffs right now. It sounds so. weird. Like I get what you're saying, right? I don't even think your terminology is wrong or off, but it does seem weird to consider the number one seed and the team with the bye, the team yeah. that's limping into the playoffs. Yeah, because we did, man. And uh, I'm not saying it because Gardner Minshew it was all his fault, but like it, it was all his fault. <laughs> he, i'll take no. gardner Minshew, man i think he's better no. than anybody on the jets that first game he played he, against the cowboys he did great uh you couldn't have asked for more of a backup quarterback he was he was fantastic the yeah, game against the a, saints was not great didn't uh, do a whole lot no not sure what was going on with that that pick six at the end of the game really was a sort of nail in the coffin but he, he this is a guy who has been holding a clipboard all year so it's like how mad can you really be at him he when you he looked really good and he didn't look great yeah, I think an, a 17 week season of Gardner Minshew and you're talking about a, a top half of the league quarterback, probably. It's funny. You said like you you were like, you know, he's been holding a clipboard all year. And I'm just thinking like, yeah, luckily he just didn't try to read the, the football. <laughs> he's just not writing on the football. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready to get into the playoff thing? Yeah. All right. Super um, wild card weekend. Let's do it, buddy. So the first game on Saturday. First yes, game sir. of the playoffs, the Seahawks at the 49ers. And as of yesterday, the line was 49ers are nine and a half point home faves. Yeah, I can't remember if the lines were um, as outlandish last year as they are this year. But um, I think there's going to be three or four blowouts 
um, in this one. So it, it like this weekend, I mean, um, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick the 49ers here. I think that they do probably cover as well. They've been unbelievably good. Yeah. Um, I'm picking the Niners. I, to win this game, I think Seattle probably covers though. I think this end, it's a division matchup. I think it ends up being a much better game than people expect. Um, Gino, the pro bowl quarterback, Gino Smith is, is having himself a decent year. So yeah. Comeback player of the year for sure. I know we didn't talk about that award, but that one. Oh yeah. Actually, up. I that completely is, forgot. That is, that is Gino Smith's award. If anybody else wins it, the NFL is stupid. Who could who could even be in the running for that? Well, Gino besides, could. Besides Gino, I mean. Oh, Gino Smith could. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Gino, Gino is no match for Gino. Um, <laughs> yeah, even with the rookie quarterback, the, the Niners at home are going to probably win this game. Um, I think so. The the Los Angeles Chargers are two point road favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, um, man, if the Jags if the Jags defense play like they did against the Titans, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be amazing. However, uh, you know, the Titans don't have much of a passing game, especially without Tannehill. Uh, they're going to have a they're going to have their hands full, I think, with Herbie and uh, Keenan Allen's been amazing uh, since he came back from injury. He's been absolutely amazing. And uh Mike Williams, obviously, always super explosive. Austin Eckler, they just have too many weapons. I'm going to go with the Chargers here. Yeah, they've uh, the Chargers have so much going on here. Oh, I wanted br- to briefly remind everybody that neither one of us picked the team of the show, the Seattle Seahawks. So yeah, fair. Um, er- oh, early bid by the way for the Lions to be the team of the show next year. <laughs> bid accepted. Um, <laughs> the. <laughs> The I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to cover and win. Wow. Um, wow. You I idiot. Think they're kind of they're, <laughs> they're coming in hot. Um, Dougie P does pretty well in the playoffs for the most part. He's got that team playing their faces off. Mm-hmm. I think the Chargers are susceptible to falling on their faces a lot. Yes. Um, so there has to be an upset, and for me, this is this is going to be the game. Well, by upset, I mean a game nobody's expecting to win, the team to win. Like the the Giants are underdogs, but people fully expect the Giants to win for the most part. All righty. That's uh, the Saturday games. That's it for Saturday games. Mm-hmm. Then we have the Dolphins at the Bills. The Bills are 13-point home favorites. This is the 1 o'clock game on Sunday. Yeah, this is going uh, to be a not good uh, for the Dolphins, I think. A um, not good. Yeah, Skylar Thompson is starting again. Um, he looks not good. And uh, the Bills are very good. So, yeah, take the Bills. I'll probably take them to cover. I wouldn't be that surprised at all. The Bills absolutely destroyed the Patriots in the first round of the playoffs last year. Uh, I expect similar things this year. Um, so a game like, I don't know, like like 31 to 13 or something like that really would not surprise me. No, and, and it wouldn't even surprise me if it was even more than that. I think this is this is going to be bad. The weather's going to be fine. It's going to be 30 degrees and sunny in Buffalo on Sunday. But And all that really means is it's the, the, the better the weather, the more points the Bills are going to drop on Miami. 
Um, Tua being out is this. It's basically writing on the wall. As soon as he was announced out, it was that was it. Like even the yeah. way that Mike McDaniel said that he wasn't playing was basically him being like, "So we'll see you guys next year." Um, there should be a rule. It's like if you get to the playoffs, if your record's good enough, but you can't start your starting quarterback, then you you're not allowed to play. You you have to, you have to you have to pick somebody else to be in the playoffs. Yeah, or or like just prove that your backup is good enough. Okay, and the yes. the Dolphins haven't done that. The Ravens haven't done that. No. So let's just let's just put other teams in it, man. You know, let's put the Lions in the AFC for a year. Just let them try and figure let's, it out. Put the Lions against the Bills. I that one will be way. That would be a way better game. Oh, such a good game. Um, the middle of the day game. The the New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are three point home favorites. I think this will be the best game of the weekend, and I think the Vikings will probably get it done. Um, just more offensive firepower. However, if Kirk Cousins starts slow. And I know, aside from that insane, ridiculous Colts game, uh, he recovered from that one. The Vikings, if they start slow, it's almost like they never come back. Those are the games that they lose. Yeah. Even if that were the case in this game, though, I'm confident that the Vikings could come back against the Giants. Um, it's not like the Giants have a ton of firepower. Like As you mentioned before, Daniel Jones is is sporting a team in the playoffs with probably the worst receiving core that's ever been in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, with that being said, I'm taking the Giants to win this game. Okay. All right. Um, Travis back. I think, no, I think the Giants, because the Giants only lost by a little bit the first time. And mm-hmm. Dable, just like Doug Peterson, Dable's got this team playing outside of their minds. And as long as Daniel Jones can can hold on to the ball and not, and by hold on to the ball, I mean, he needs to not hold it and throw it to somebody on his team, but hold on to the ball. And then you're not turning it over. I think there's a, there's a better than, than decent chance. Yeah. Maybe there's, there's a really good chance the giants win this game. Better than Um, 49%. I wouldn't be surprised if this, if this line changes by like Sunday. Okay. Um, the Baltimore Ravens at the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are eight and a half point home favorites. That should probably be more since Lamar Jackson's not going to play. Yeah, this uh, this shouldn't be a contest. Like this shouldn't be close. I don't think this should be very similar to the Bills Dolphins game. Um, the Bengals should beat up on the Ravens pretty bad again. Something like thirty-one to thirteen, thirty-one to ten, something like that. Um, Bengals. Yeah, I, this. They should have no problem. I feel I almost kind of feel like that the Bengals should game plan this game in a way that they're not putting their most important players in any real risk of injury by going all out. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, yeah, play your game and win this game because you're going to because you're the better team. Mm-hmm. But don't do it in a way that jeopardizes your players potentially because no. it's the playoffs. They're gonna could, win this game. They could win this game leaning on Samaj P. Ryan and Tyler yeah. Boyd. That's exactly what I mean. Like don't yeah. play your guys, but may, do a more vanilla version of your offense so as to not get anybody hurt because with the real playoffs for the Bengals and the Bills starts next week. Mm-hmm. When they play each other. <laughs> when they play each other. Um <laughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys are two and a half point road favorites against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It should be more than that. Um, but again, the whole Tom Brady undefeated against the, the Cowboys thing, they were able to beat them earlier in the year. I just also think that these two teams were probably completely different at that point. Um, 
man, the Bucks have just looked bad. Uh, Tom Brady hasn't looked great. I'm going Cowboys here. I just I I have a hard time believing the Cowboys lose this game. Yeah, I don't see a scenario where they they I should say no. I, I totally see a scenario where they lose um, in Tampa. Tom Brady does Tom Brady things in the playoffs. Um, but just looking at like on paper at these two teams, there's no reason for Dallas to lose this game. Um, even with Dak Prescott not playing great football right now, um, he's thrown a lot a lot of interceptions this year. But yeah, yes, T- Tampa Bay's defense is just they're hot garbage. Um, I, I suppose there's a bit of, of positivity with, with Mike Evans not scoring a touchdown all year and then having three in one game at the end here is, is probably something to be said for that. It's a very Mike Evans thing to do. Right. But I, I expect Dallas to win this game by probably a touchdown to 10 points. All right. So those are our uh, wild card weekend picks. Do we want to go into the divisional round and just kind of project like – you know, kind of predict this bracket before it happens. Um, yeah, we can. We don't have to do them like individually. We can just sort of, as a show, pick the games here. Okay. All right. So let's start with the with the AFC. Yeah. Uh, assuming the the Bills beat the Dolphins, do you want to go with Chargers beating the Jags? Well, see, that's where we run into an issue, right? We don't have the same. Yeah. Because right. I have, because my matchup would be Chiefs versus Chargers, Bengals versus Bills. Yeah, let's. All right, we'll just do them individually. So go all ahead right. with your AFC. All right, so my AFC, I'd have the Bills beating the Bengals, and then let's get spicy: Chargers beating the Chiefs, and then I'd have the Bills beating the Chargers, and the Bills going to the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. And then for my NFC, I'd have the 49ers beating the Vikings. The Eagles beating the Cowboys. And just like I said in week four of the regular season, I have the 49ers and the Eagles in the NFC championship game. And buddy, it pains me to do it, but I think the Niners are going to do it. I think the Niners are going to get to the Super Bowl. It's going to be Bills Niners. And I think I'm going to pick the Bills to get it done. That's that's a, I'm okay with that, man. I'm not okay with it. And I want to okay. Super Bowl. You're not. But okay here, here's where. I'll sleep better that night. If that's if your scenario is what happens, I will sleep better knowing that you guys eliminated the Cowboys the week we before. We beat the freaking Cowboys <laughs> in the playoffs, and I don't want to hear any more garbage out of their mouths. Their stupid mouths. <laughs> stupid um, cowboy guys. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, my nightmare scenario here is that is that Dallas and the Giants both make it to the next round, and then that the Eagles lose to the Cowboys. And well, that wouldn't be the matchup. The Eagles. For the NFC, the Eagles would be playing the Giants in my scenario. Yeah. So you um, almost want the Giants to win. You'd rather play the Giants than the yeah, Cowboys. Yeah, I would rather play the Giants than play the Cowboys. Um, and then I would have I would have San Francisco beating Dallas. Yeah. And then I would have San Francisco beating Philly. San Francisco in the Super Bowl. Um, and then on the AFC, I'm trying to figure out how I would dismount. I have the Jaguars winning. So they would go against the. They would go against Kansas City. Yeah, uh, that would be a Kansas City. Then the Bengals. Ooh, and the Bills. Um, I'm gonna go Bengals. Bengals in Kansas City. Bengals in the Super Bowl. Bengals Niners. 
I'm going 49ers. Oh, Cincinnati losing two straight Super Bowls. 49ers win it with Brock <laughs> Purdy. Uh man. Uh that would be wild. Uh Mr. Irrelevant winning the Super Bowl. That would be wild. That would be crazy story. But I don't know, man. Maybe maybe not, dude. Maybe Cincinnati would somebody, be does somebody on smack fire. him down at some point? What's that? Does somebody smack down Mr. Irrelevant at some point? It's like there's a reason why you were called that. Yeah. Yeah, next season when they just thrust Trey Lance back into the starting role <laughs> and they're like, all right, kid, you want a Super Bowl? Now get to the back of the line. Yeah, right. Uh, how does that work, man? What if he wins the Super Bowl for them? You can't just throw Trey Lance back in there. Carson wins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you trade him. He gets hot. He gets super mad. And you'd have to trade him because, because yeah. his replacement won a Super Bowl. And then a year later, his replacement gets gone. And then a couple years after that, his replacement's on the ground writhing in pain while a douchebag does snow angels next to him. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I thought that was super stupid. My, before, before we close this out, I, I want to say that, that that's one of the funnier things I've, that's happened this season was Kayvon Thibodeau doing snow angels next to a writhing Nick Foles and then acting as if he didn't see him as he was n- actively not touching his arm while he was doing the snow angel on the side. <laughs> And then did the sleeping Steph Curry motion on the sideline. Like, no, bud, you're a piece of shit, and it's fine. Just own it. Like, and then he yeah. acted like he didn't know who Jeff Saturday was after the game. Like, oh yeah, I don't really value the opinions of people I don't know. Like, oh, you don't know one of the best centers that's ever played this game, you jackass. That's not even the part I have issue with. Uh, you <laughs> game plan, do you not? Do you not know the opposing head coach's name? Yeah, he's just being a moron. You don't pretend like you don't know one of the best centers who ever played this game. The, the dude was a center for Peyton Manning. Stop it. You're a yeah, rookie. It's ridiculous. Have a seat. All right. I think that's going to do it for us this week. We will be back next week to talk about Super Wild Card Weekend and preview the divisional round matchups, which, in my opinion, divisional round is always the best weekend in football, yeah. always has the best games. It's uh, it's it's always amazing. So it always ends up the best the best weekend of all. Yeah, the the entire play, including the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It just it's ends up being the most the best competitive weekend. games and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 a great time. But all right, uh, that's gonna be it from us. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah, later, guys. See you.